Hey, this is Keith, just checking in before the episode. So, this is not the episode we initially planned to put out this week, but as the error rating went back into a sort of lockdown, uh, we weren't able to record the episode as planned. So enjoy this episode, keep those guesses coming for it, and it will be the next episode we release. about this is a podcast we record on a fortnightly basis where we talk about different topics kind of take a deep dive and uh, see if we can make a podcast about it i am your constant host peter akerley i'm joined as always by my good friends keith ramsey hello and matthew grace both of which who are fully on board with using the fortnight as a term as i can tell from matt's eyes right now i have he's giving me them fortnight eyes he's giving me them fortnight mm. eyes he wants to make a fort at night Kill me inside of it. <laughs> Matt's giving me the same eyes I give him when he makes a pun. That's the eyes I'm getting right now. I, I, I like that joke, though. Gotta give that one to you. <laughs> he's gonna give it to you in that fortnight. <laughs> oh, fuck. This episode's already fucked. Um, so, you may be cheating, because we've already like stated multiple times in this podcast that you're not allowed to look at the title of the podcast. Until we start talking about the topic of the podcast. But you may have cheated and looked at the title of the podcast already. And you might be thinking, hey, this doesn't make any sense based on the hint they gave us at the end of last podcast. What's up with that? Well, that's because this is a banked episode. So we're recording this one way ahead of time. When it comes out, we have no idea. We could all be dead. Yeah, this could be the last episode of the podcast released years after we all die. Oh, God. Let's just not release this one. I'm already over it. Uh, but yeah, it's a banked episode, so we're probably going to have a little bit less banter about what's currently lively in the world, because what's currently lively to us is not currently lively to you, and also, little inside information, we're recording this right after another podcast, so if we talk about what's lively information in the world right now, it's just going to be a rehash of an episode from fucking months ago right now. Actually, yeah, Keith, just edit that back in <laughs> to this one. Alright, uh, so, yeah, if you haven't cheated and you are waiting until we reveal the topic, we're just gonna fucking get right into it. Topic of the podcast for today is Death Note. The anime, the manga, the live-action perfections. Again, we'll have an image of it posted up on Instagram, so if we post the picture and you can guess it, we'll call you out when this episode airs. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You'll get called out. We like calling people out. Yeah. It's a thing that will happen. Um, stuff. Stuff and things. Um, my brain's already not working. This this show's a fucking lot, man. <laughs> so, Death Note is the story. Uh, let, let's focus on the anime and manga for now, because if we get into the other stuff, it's going to be hard to focus on any one aspect yeah, of the story. We don't want your brain to melt down quite yet. No, that's that's going to be a fun Surf Ninjas rehash at the yeah. end of this episode. There will be a Surf Ninjas moment. Uh, there will absolutely be a Surf Ninjas moment where my brain breaks and I stop thinking. So, uh, this is a story about a young man by the name of Light Yagami, who uh, discovers a mysterious notebook... Uh, out front of his school 
with some weird rules written in it, and he a magical story of how it changes his life. Because yeah, he, just like any sane person, decides to test it out. So the book essentially says that anyone whose name is written inside this book will die. If you write within 40 seconds of writing the name, if you write the means of how they die, then that's how they die. If you don't write anything, then they'll die of a heart attack. And within 6 minutes and 40 seconds of writing how they die, if you write the circumstances of their death, uh, that will also happen with their death. Uh, caveat to that is if you write anything that cannot physically happen or is improbable, then it will just default to a heart attack. Yeah. As an example, at one point in the uh, series as a uh, test, um, Light writes in the book that a prisoner in Japan will die in front of the Eiffel Tower in an hour. There's no physical way for him to get from Japan to the Eiffel Tower in an hour, so he just dies in his cell normally. Yeah. Meanwhile, he writes that another guy escapes from a cell and runs to the bathroom and dies in the bathroom. That absolutely does happen. So it has the uh, capacity to make very improbable things happen, just not physically impossible things. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what the person can do is also kind of limited to their knowledge. Yes. Yeah, so similar example in, in this one test sequence where he kind of discovers the limits of it. He gets a, he asks someone to write down a suicide note, uh, essentially saying. Not exactly a suicide note, but a note before he dies about his fear of Kira coming after him, which is Kira's the nom de guerre that he uses when he is killing people. Uh, and Buddy writes down the note about how he's afraid that Kira's going to kill him. But then he asks another guy to write down some bullshit about an investigator named Elle. And since this guy knows nothing about Elle, he doesn't write the note. He just dies normally. Yeah, and also I think there's one where like he would draw the, the perfect face of L on his wall. And he's yeah. like, this guy has no idea who L is or what he looks like, so what's he going to draw? He's not going to do that. So, magic book, write names in it, people die. Death God. We've got, Death God. We've got instant grounding in this new supernatural world. Yeah, uh, so Light does what any human who is presented with a book that allows you to kill anyone at will uh, would do. And he decides to kill every single bad person on Earth until it's only left with kind... And heart-filled people who are willing to help out the common man. I mean, this is after he kills bicycle men and uh, hostage taker, bank robbery. Yes. Uh, well, those were mostly a test just to absolutely confirm that the book is real. Yeah, and that's when uh, we get introduced to Ryuk, who shows up after yeah. he's tested it out twice. Yeah, I thought Ryuk shows up like a couple weeks after he's been doing it. He's like, "Wow, I've never seen a human like get this hard for murdering people." Before. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like that, and then we get uh, a classic staple of the series: a writing montage. <laughs> yes. Yep. And then you see all the time of Light badassly holding a pen above a paper with an intense look on his face, and then just scrawls of names yeah, being just written. Epic music going on. In the Which, background. considering how many times people have like you know suspected him and like tried to mock him, I'm surprised the pen writing didn't give it away. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine like going to visit a friend's house and then like knocking on the door of the bathroom and like just a minute and you like peek in the door and they're aggressively scrawling in a notebook like that person's a murderer. The pen across the room, <laughs> like with big motions. Regardless of what the notebook is actually. That person's a murderer. I don't care if it's a normal notebook and they're writing down the people they'd like to have dinner with. That person's still a murderer. Hey, come on, have you never written with a flourish like that before? No. No! Not at least once? Nope. I think Matt might be a murderer, Keith. Maybe. Mm. He was going to stab me in a fortnight. He was going to stab both of us in a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, after being introduced to Light and watching him kind of do his crimes... Uh, 
he so he doesn't choose the name Kira for himself. That's a key detail of this character. Instead, the people of Japan essentially choose it for him. When a whole bunch of people start dying under mysterious circumstances and they all start to link them together, they start referring to the person doing the killing as Kira as just a bastardized version of Killer. Yeah, and he also kind of doesn't like this, but accepts it. Yeah, because he doesn't think of himself as a killer. He thinks of himself as a divine punishing god. Uh, But he kind of accepts it about himself and just kind of moves on with his dad. Uh, Anyways, this introduction of Kira leads to our main... And protagonist? Yeah, essentially yep. the story is a cat and mouse game between L, the investigator who is trying to uh, find Kira and uh, apprehend him, while Kira is trying to find out the identity of L. It's not really cat and mouse, it's cat and cat. Both of them want to do in the other one, and so they have to hide information about themselves while trying to reveal information about the other. And it's them trying to figure out exactly how to go about doing that. So uh, L is the moniker of this amazing investigator who has solved multiple crimes. He is deducing that Kira is not just uh, in Japan, but also the prefecture and city in which he is located through uh, a cunning move. Yes, he manages to figure it out because while everyone else starts to think of Kira's murders based on all those deaths that start to happen later on, he manages to figure out the first of the murders that Kira did. Which was that bike guy. No, it was the uh, bank robber. Bank uh, robber, that's right. Because the, the, the bike guy does not fit the pattern at all because he was a, just a traffic accident. Right, he was a traffic accident. Whereas bike guy, or not bike guy, bank robber with hostages was a heart attack. And that's the first one. Yeah. Um, which is a key detail that uh, Light actually takes advantage of is the fact that if he kind of wants a death to be associated with Kira, then he leaves it as a heart attack. Whereas if he wants to kill someone but doesn't want it to be connected to him, he tends to kill them either through an accident or through suicide or something else because no one has connected the dots to the point where he can kill people through other means up until a much later point in the story. So, Light does some murdering. Yeah, he uh, essentially, the person he believes to be L at the point, uh, Lind L. Taylor, ends up challenging him over uh, the TV, accusing him of being a criminal, and he pushes all the right buttons that Kira uh, decides to, well, I have to kill him now. And he dies. And then we find out, oh, you took my bait. I didn't expect to find you so easily. Yeah. We're actually just broadcasting this in this one specific area. And you just told me that you're here and this is how you kill people. Yeah. Uh, I said it was a worldwide broadcast. This is literally only being shown in the Kanto Prefecture right now. Because yeah, I thought you were here, now I've confirmed it, and I've also confirmed that you need a name and a face in order to kill someone. Well, no, because after that he's like, ah, it seems that you don't need to actually, you know, be physically there to kill a person, but uh, how about this? Kill me now. Come on, do it. Do it. Do it. He's like, oh, you can't do it? Ah, I guess you need a, a bit more information, huh? I'll see you soon, Kira. <laughs> Uh, and thus begins the kind of cat and cat game, as I'm now referring to it, and is definitely not a thing that exists yeah. in real life. Uh, and uh, one other thing to address is Ryuk, uh, the person who dropped the Death Note, is a death god, and he was kind of watching the human plane from his world and stole someone else's Death Note and then dropped the Death Note into the human world the, because he was re- bored. Yeah, his reason being he was just incredibly bored in the world of death. Yeah. Like, Light tries to, like, put some grandiose plan on him. He's like, oh, there's something you're hoping to accomplish by doing this. He's like, fuck, man, I'm just, like, super bored. You know what they do up there? They gamble with skulls. Like, that's their idea of a good time up there. <laughs> so, like, you do whatever you need to do. I'm just gonna stay here and be entertained. And hopefully that yeah. keeps me entertained. Yeah. 
But also at the same time, I am not on your fucking side. I am my own entity. You do you. I'm a fucking spectator, and I'm going to have fun spectating. I'm an observer, although uh, Light does manage to get him to help him a few times yeah. through the uh, horrible apple addiction that Ryuk encounters. Yes. Yeah, Light very aggressively manipulates Ryuk into doing what he wants, which is kind of cool. It's a great sign of how immensely intelligent Light is. Like, we get a whole bunch of, like, tell-don't-show moments of, like, being told, or us being told that Light's the smartest, like, Oh, he got the top score in all of the schools in all of Japan. Good for him. Like, we're told that he's a smart character, but this is one of those great moments where we're actually, like, shown how smart he is, and that the multiple times he manipulates a god of death into doing his bidding just through, like, outsmarting him, he's like, fuck, all right, yeah, you're actually pretty clever. I like well, it. It's not just that, too, like, highlighting the fact that this is a cat and mouse game, or cat and cat game, if you put it, that Light is constantly making plans to reveal information without giving too much away that play off usually perfectly and they are very elaborate plans uh one of the earliest ones we get is the fact that pretty early on ellen's was suspecting that someone tied the police and monitored their families yeah and that means in this period light is being investigated and he knows that there's cameras in the house but he can't find a blind spot to keep the killing going so he decides to buy a disposable tv put it into a bag of chips and then watch it while being watched and kills people under observation or the fbi start investigating them later and this is where we get one of the first big elaborate plans that he pulls off perfectly which is the ray penver situation where he ends up forcing ray into a situation where he has to reveal that he's an fbi agent to him and he gives him his id and then he uses that to wipe out the rest of the fbi team but he doesn't do it immediately he gives it a couple of weeks so that he's investigated other people so that he's not the clear specimen of oh he investigated light and then died right after no he investigated almost everyone on his list even said, I don't think Light's the person, and then had him kill off the whole team. Now, the really interesting part about this is Light is not the only one we're shown with this kind of level of intelligence. We're also shown this exact same level of intelligence with L in a lot of ways. So there's the point where, like, L keeps, like, setting traps for Light. Or Kira, from his perspective, because he doesn't know it's light right off the bat. I mean, he suspects light pretty damn early. Yeah. He does suspect light pretty early. But it's the but, thing of, like, they both know, they both pretty much know that each other is the threat, but they don't have the information they need to get that final blow. Yeah. But, like, L keeps laying, like, very delicate traps, which light just keeps fucking barreling into, and it's just like, oh, I just went from 3% sure that you're Kira to 6% sure that you're Kira. And it's just like, sure, that's cool or whatever, but, like, the fact that he perfectly predicted not only what Light would do if he was Kira, but, like, how to create a situation where Light would have to outthink him, but in outthinking him, he walks into a completely yeah. separate Cause trap. Because this whole aspect starts when uh, Light goes to college, and then Elle's like, hey, you know what's gonna really fuck with him if he's Kira? If I went to the same college, yeah. <laughs> and then just rolls with him, and they both get, like, the top score and have to do, like, the entrance thing together. So yeah. it's Light all, like, you know, proper in a suit, and then <laughs> fucking Elle is just in, like, a baggy shirt and jeans with no shoes on. Yeah. And he, like... At the end of the meeting, like Light or L leans over to Light and he's like, "Hey, hey, I got something to tell you. You're you're interested in that whole Kira investigation, right?" And Light's like, uh, "All right, what do you got to tell me?" He's like, "I'm L," and Light's like, "Fuck! <laughs> you can't just drop that on me, man!" <laughs> and then it's great because we see that just uh, L has figured out that like with how confident Kira is, if Light is Kira. Being a random is just gonna fuck with them constantly. Yeah. Because there's also the tennis match where he's there. It's like, 
uh, or they're playing the match, and he just drops something slightly low. He's like, man, uh, if I, I'm sure if Kira was playing this match, he'd win at any cost. And let's fuck, if I win the match, then he's going to think I'm uh, light. I don't know if I'm going to think I'm Kira. But if I lose the match, he's going to think I'm throwing the match because I'm Kira. And then meanwhile, this entire time, Ella's like watching him panic, but also just like, don't worry about it, buddy. It's just a game of tennis. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's just a game of tennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Or the, uh, when they're later having the coffee, and he shows them the photos, and he's like, hmm, if I solve the puzzle immediately, then he's going to know that I have an idea. But if I don't, then he might think I'm an idiot, or I'm just playing it stupid. So then he answers the question correctly, and then he's like, you're wrong. He's like, what do you mean I'm wrong? It's like, there's a fourth photo. And he's like, there's not a fourth photo. He's like, yeah. <laughs> See, it clearly goes in. So the best part about it is like, the pages are numbered, but he intentionally numbered them in the wrong order. So I'm going to put them in the right order and be like, but they're numbered to be in this order, and that's just clear and utter gibberish. And fucking Elle's like, no, you're wrong. That's the right order. There's a fourth page that you didn't know about. And he's like, how is he supposed to know that? I didn't know the fourth page existed. Meanwhile, Light's in his head like, there's not a fourth fucking page. What are you pulling right now? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I guess you're stupid because you didn't consider there was a fourth photo. <laughs> Unless you were Kira and knew there was only three. <laughs> uh that fucking cat and cat game they play is really like, it's mainly just L fucking with Kira to try to get him to act almost all of L's traps are things where only Kira would know the actual answer so if I throw in the wrong answer Kira being how he is would want to correct me so badly so I just need to lure him into correcting me with something only Kira would know yeah oh god and uh at this point the task force is kind of they're working with the police still but a lot of the government and the police are kind of like, we're not kind of deal with this because he's killing people. Yeah, a lot of the police have just... So initially the police are fully on board with kind of investigating Kira because of the fact that, like, yeah, this is a guy who's killing hundreds of people. He's yeah. clearly a threat. Sure, they're criminals, but he's killing. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yeah, the FBI agent is kind of where it yeah. starts. Because this is the first time yeah. he killed, like, police officers. Yes, yeah, he killed, quote-unquote, good people. So he killed 12 FBI agents and the director of their group. And a whole bunch of cops were like, oh, he's killing cops now? Nah, I'm out. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. And the group very quickly gets whittled down to like five guys plus L investigating this crime. And also L's caretaker, Watari. Yeah. So they kind of form a unit that's kind of separate from the police uh, working out of L's hotel room. Yeah. Meanwhile, L is also going to university and fucking with uh, Kira. Uh, and this is where Kira is pretty much in a situation where he's like, okay, now I can start trying to find out who Elle is directly. But Elle also gives him, like, fake names, because he's like, like, I'm Ryuzaki, whatever. And it's like, that's also a famous guy. And he's <laughs> like, I could write the name now just in case, but if I even for a split second think that of the famous person, I might accidentally kill him. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's such an iconic name and such an iconic person. It's like fucking Elle giving the name, like, Tom Cruise, and it's like, I dare you not to think of Tom Cruise. It's like... If I do this, there's a very distinct possibility I'll be thinking of Tom Cruise when I write the name Tom Cruise. And if I think of the name Tom Cruise, not only will I not kill L, I'll actually kill Tom Cruise. But L will see Tom Cruise die and he'll know he gave me the name Tom Cruise. So L will know that I'm the one who killed Tom Cruise trying to kill L. Ah! <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> Tom Cruise, good name. Yeah. Uh, shortly after uh, L gets kind of brought on, or sorry, Light gets kind of brought onto the task force ostensibly to help with the investigation into yeah, Kira. Yeah, because L pretty much says, I think you're still Kira, 
But at the same time, you're so smart that having you on the team is to my benefit because either you're going to do good work and we're going to catch Kira, or you're going to do bad work and I'm going to catch you. <laughs> yeah, because you're Kira. Uh, so El or like gets brought onto the task force, and all of a sudden, Kira sends in news tapes to the news media. And just starts killing off random news people. Yeah, killing off random news people who have spoke out against uh, him before in the past. And then the cops drive to the news media station to try and shut this shit down. But the cop dies. Cop is just, like, straight up dead. Yeah, one of the Um, guys, he's trying to get through, and then all of a sudden he dies of a heart attack. And then uh, Light's father decides, I'm going to steal a bus and smash through the front door, because if he can't see me... Can't kill me. Uh, Which, like, works surprisingly fucking well. Uh, He ends up going up into, like, the offices where they're recording... And the producer's like, nah, I can't give you these tapes. Kira's gonna kill me if I don't show the entire video. And Light's dad pulls out a fucking gun. He's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna fucking kill you if you don't give me the tapes. Do you want to die by my hands or by Kira's hands? Choose right now, because you're fucking dying today. It's your choice who kills you, though. (laughs) Keep in mind this man's a cop at this moment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But essentially, the broadcast is going on, and he ends up retrieving the tapes. And as he's leaving, too... Uh, like, uh, he's like, what do I do? I'm stuck in the building because the person's clearly watching who they got, uh, what was his name? Okita or something like that? Uh. Aikawa? I don't know. But he ends up, get, uh, he's like, I can't leave. I'm gonna get killed. And he's like, I was like, yeah, just leave out the front door. And you get there and it's all the police. So like the full ride here. And it's like, yeah, we're standing against Kira now. <laughs> well, the best fucking part about that whole situation is fucking... <laughs> Elle's just like, yeah, just go out the front door. And Light's dad's just like, what? I'm going to fucking die. And I was like, no, just go out the front door. He's like, alright, I guess time for me to die. And just like fully accepts it and then gets outside and sees all the riot gear. He's like, alright, I guess killing killing 13 FBI agents is enough to convince the cops not to participate. Killing a single cop, they're like, oh no, this is serious. Let's go back to participating. <laughs> killing the cop in like three news anchors. Yeah. Too far. Uh, so this is where we start the second Kira arc. Uh, so we quickly, as the audience, find out that it's uh, a Misa, uh, was it Misa Misa? Misa Misa. Yeah. Misa Misa. Who is kind of like a pop idol who really loves uh, Kira and wants to meet them and help them. Yes, so, because Kira killed the burglar who killed her parents. And so we end up finding out that Elle quickly figures out this is not the same Kira. So Light kind of has to go along with it. And it brings up one of my favorite scenes where they want to try to ki- uh, trick the second Kira into revealing themselves. So I was like, we need to release another tape as the Kira. Light, you write it. Well, <laughs> yep. So there's a couple things about this that are fantastic. So Light is sitting at home when the tape, uh, when the story from the Kira starts broadcasting. He's like, this is great. I can use this. We're going to hunt down this Kira and clear my name when we catch this Kira. And then, like, he goes into the office and fucking Elle's just like, I want you to watch this tape and tell me what you think. And Light's sitting down there watching. He's like, he knows. He yeah, absolutely much. knows. Fuck it. All right. Yeah, that's a second Kira. I'm declaring it now. <laughs> uh, so then, yes, they end up deciding to hunt down this second Kira. Now, my favorite thing about the, the second tape script that Kira, uh, that Light writes, is at the end, he's like, oh, that's really good. Yeah, it's like Kira wrote of himself. Although I think maybe remove that part about you can still kill Elle. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, 
I felt a little bit bad writing that, but like it seemed like something that Kira would actually stop write. killing public officials and cops, but go to town on L. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I really think we should remove that line. And then the best part is like they submit that tape, it gets re- released, and then the second Kira sends in another tape, it's like, all right, I agree with all of your demands, I'm fully on board. And fucking Light's just like, no, you were supposed to stand strong on the fucking killing. <laughs> Let's meet at this public area on this day. <laughs> We'll show each other our Shinigami to prove that we're both real. <laughs> He's like this stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. In case the audience wasn't aware, this second Kira is none too bright. My favorite thing about this too is this happens, he has this thought process, and then on a delay, I was like, ah! <laughs> It's like, what? Are you actually- Shinigami, are they real? <laughs> yeah, he freaks out like a good five seconds after the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, boy. So yeah. yes- uh, Light decides that it's time for him to figure out who the second cure is. So he's going to go to the meetup. Uh, there's like several days of potential meetups. So he goes with another cop, ostensibly to find the second Kira. And clearly not just to meet up with the other Kira. It's, he gets a bunch of friends from his university and brings Matsuda along because he also looks like he can blend in with college students. Yeah. <laughs> and then that way it doesn't look like they're cops. But more importantly from Light's perspective, if the other... Uh, Kira happens to notice his Shinigami, he won't notice Ryuk and specifically attach it to Light. They'll attach Ryuk to the whole group and know that it's one of those eight or so people Yeah, is Kira. At least that's his plan, but it super doesn't fucking work. Yeah, because uh, Ryuk left out a little something about special rules involving the no- uh, Death Note, and that's, there's a thing called the Shinigami Eyes, which he explains at one point that he can see the lifespans of people, and that's how he knows when he kills somebody how to extend his life by that amount, like yeah. how much he's getting. But at the same time, it's in like Shinigami language, but he's not going to tell Light. But then later on, he's like, oh yeah, you can also get those eyes if you want. That other person has them. And if you have Shinigami eyes and you see another Death Note wielder, their lifespan does not show up to you. Yeah. So she immediately identifies Light from the crowd as, that's him. Yeah, the one with her lifespan, yeah, that's, that's Kira. You also get to see their names, which is like the reason why you might want this power because now instead of playing this cat and cat game with L, if he in theory had the eyes, he could just like look at L in the face and be like, oh fuck, your name's actually Ludwig von Hammerstein or some shit like that. Yeah, but once Light found out about this power, does he take the deal? No. Because it comes with a caveat. If you take this deal, you're also cutting your lifespan in half. Yeah, and Light actually considers it for a second and he's like, well, I want to rule over my new world. Long after, so uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I want to rule as a god, and I can't rule as a god if I die super young. Fuck you, no. Uh, Meanwhile, this other chick, like, is fully on board with cutting her life in half to get the ice. Which isn't really a problem, because we end up finding out that the reason she uh, got the book is because there was a death god that was obsessed with her, and she was about to die. And that death god killed the person who's going to kill her. So what ends up happening is when a Shinigami saves... Uh, a human, it actually transfers the lifespan yeah, over? Because the Shinigami are meant to shorten the lives of humans, not, not extend, extend them. So by saving their life, he effectively give, gave all his lifespan to her, which opens up another crazy idea, because how is fucking immortal, man. Yeah. How long is she gonna live? And did the powers transfer, so every time she kills someone with that death note, because it's hers now, it's not uh, Rem's, it's literally hers, because he passed it on to her when he died. Does that mean every time she killed someone with the death note, she also extended her lifespan? I don't think so, because I believe Rem, like, while 
we're getting the Shinigami eyes explanation from Ryuk. I believe later on we get a similar scene with uh, Rem and Misa Misa. And Rem explicitly states that you can't extend your life as a human, no matter what. So I still think Misa Misa can't extend her life. That's not to say her life doesn't get extended again later on down yeah. the story. And we have no idea how much it was extended yeah, by. And at the same time, too, uh, she took the ideal twice in the span of this story, which means she's effectively courted her life, and she still lives far into the series. Like, she lives past, I'm pretty sure, most of the other characters. Yeah. So, yeah, she gets... She should die on a certain day. Uh, Shinigami gives up the rest of his life to save her, extending her life. She takes the idea of having that Shinigami lifespan that she just had. Loses the power for shenanigans, which I'm sure we'll get into. Gets a different death note, and it's just like, Shinigami ideal again, let's do it again. Second time's the charm. Gets the ideals again, quarters her fucking life, and everyone's like freaking out, like, what the fuck is wrong? Why would you take the deal <laughs> twice? And then she's like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. All I care about is serving you, light, my lover. Uh, and then a Shinigami immediately sacrifices itself to save her again, so she just re-ups her subscription to Shinigami Lifespan. <laughs> uh, and uh, the fun thing about this, too, is uh, where she found out that Light was <clears throat> Kira, she just shows up at his house later that day, and it's like, hey, can I see Light? And <laughs> immediately Light's sister's like, wait, aren't you Misa Misa? <laughs> well, before that, like, because Light's been working on the investigations with uh, L and the other task force members, but he also, like, doesn't want to tell his family I'm working on the investigations with the task force because he's, like, a good brother and son. doesn't want to freak out his family. Uh, he, like, when he gets home, they're like, where have you been all this time? He's like, oh, I've been out with my girlfriend. And they're like, what? You have a girlfriend? And he's like, yeah, you know, it just, like, kind of happened. I'm in college now. Whatever. And then the next fucking day, Misa Misha shows up and asks for Light. They're like, wait, aren't you an idol? And he's like, yeah, I told you about her. And they're like, you're fucking dating me, Misa. <laughs> it works out that because that's just what you wanted. He's like, fine, I'll date you, but we can't actually see each other in public because that'd be too suspicious. So I'm gonna date other women too <laughs> to throw the suspicion off. She's like, no, that's not how dating works. You don't have my permission to see other people. He's like, I will kill them. Yeah. He's like, ooh, <laughs> which just. He actually does go on to date other people, like, throughout the series. I really wish, like, we got the scene of Misa Misa just, like, hastily scrolling girls' names into yeah. the book. Well, he ends up dating, was it, uh, Yumi Yamano or whatever? Yeah. No, 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 it's not Yamano. Can't remember the name. A name of a yeah. girl. The, like, she's referred to as the princess of the school because she's the prettiest girl in their university yeah. or some shit. But essentially, then we get a bunch of, like, university shenanigans with these two, and... Essentially what ends up happening is uh, Misa Misa ends up coming to the university to meet with uh, well actually before this I because I skipped over something more. So while this is all going on L will in an argument with Kira ends up getting a phone call that his father had a heart attack. They're like oh shit what's going on? It's just a normal heart attack though. Yep. They have that little red hair like they're like oh he's got a heart attack he's dead now. Did some, a third Kira show up or did Lisa Lisa betray him and take him up? Nope he's fine. But then she shows up to the university to meet Light, and then her and Elle end up meeting. And then Elle's like, oh, I'm a big fan of your sister's like going crazy for it, and he gives his name. And she's like, oh. And then Elle's like, oh, she saw the name. Perfect. So when I see uh, next time we meet up, I can easily find the name and kill him. I've won. 
And then he's like going around, like, oh, like, oh, Lisa Lisa, my favorite. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, stole my butt. Oh, yeah, stole my butt. Someone touched my butt. Touched my butt. And he's like, oh, I, I, I will find out who it is. I'm my full investigative thing. And anyway, she's leaving. And as she's leaving, Light's like, I have one L. I'll get back to you later. I'm going to go do something. And he makes the phone call. And all of a sudden, it goes off. And then Light turns around and is like, oh, this phone. Who left this here? And, and he, he answers, answers. He's like, hello? And Light's like, L? And he's like, Oh, like, he's like, you're holding Misa Misa's phone right now. Oh, that's whose phone this is. Hmm. Uh, I'll make sure to return this to her. And he gives it to him. He's always like, it's a good thing she has a second phone that he has no idea about. Now I have one L. Now I'm going to call that phone number. And, he's, and then, like, uh, the L has another ringing phone in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. So, at this very same moment, it's revealed that uh, Misa Misa has actually been arrested under suspicion of being the second Kira. Elle figured it out. Because Elle's a good detective and all that jazz. Yeah, and so actually used detective work. Found uh, some hair with one of the tapes submitted to the media. Yeah, so uh, he's like, oh, by the way, you keep trying to call her, but uh, we currently have her arrested for suspicion of being Kira. Hmm, pretty suspicious you're dating Kira. Yeah. The second Kira at that. Yes. Isn't this around the time where they get handcuffed together? Or Not quite. No, oh, it's, so it's after this. What ends up happening is Rem, uh, so... Uh, Misa Misa gives up the death note which when you give up the death right, note yeah. you lose your memory and she thinks she's just been kidnapped by stalkers mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Rem goes to Light and's like you're going to save her otherwise I'm going to kill you <laughs> and then she's like and that's what you have to do so he ends up coming with a, uh, with a plan where he gets this elaborate plan made but we don't see any of it and he turns himself in he's like you know Al I might be Kira. He's like, I fucking knew it. It's like, but I don't have any knowledge of being Kira. He's like, wait, you fucking don't. Sure you do. <laughs> He's like, I like, I agree with a lot of the positions Kira has taken. Uh, I sleep a lot, so I don't know. Maybe I'm killing him in my sleep. And I was like, no, fuck you. You're killing him while you're wide awake and thinking about killing people. That's what you're doing, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I saw the way you eat potato chips. No normal person does that. <laughs> I saw the way you write in your fucking notebook. Not your actual death notebook. Just like your... Studies book. Also, I know about death notes. <laughs> <laughs> so what ends up happening at this point is he puts uh, Misa Misa and Light under surveillance, and then for some reason, Light's father's like, I'm going to hurt somebody, and yeah. I don't know why, so put me in supervision as well. You've arrested my son and accused him of being Kira and refused to let him go. I will hurt someone if this continues. You need to put me in the jail cell or else I will hurt a bunch of people. What about your wife or daughter? Just tell them I'm on a conference trip. (laughs) Yeah. So they're monitoring and of course the killing stopped for about three weeks. And then after that, the killing stood up again. But Elle's not convinced. He's like, I'm going to keep them in here for an extra couple of weeks. So they're in there for over a month. Yeah. Well, the killings continue and then they finally decide we have to release them. Yeah. Additionally, while this is happening, like... So L or sorry, Light while in jail gives up ownership of his yeah, death note. He as specifically well. tells Ryok, if I say give it up, that I mean the book and I want you to relinquish it. Yeah. So after about two weeks in, he's like, I give it up. And then automatically he switches because here, here at this point, Light has like the very narrow eyes, and his eyes turn into the anime eyes again. It's like, yeah. oh, Light's back. Yeah. And he's just like, wait, what am I doing here? What am I I 
it, it's crazy that I thought I could be cured. There's no way I've been subconsciously killing people. That would be people. so stupid. Subconsciously killing somebody. Like, they would have to know they're killing people. No one's that stupid, right, Elle? And I was like, yeah, you're fucking right. Because Kira? you were killing people. Kira, you son of a bitch. And so L or sorry, Light starts regularly asking for updates. He's like, have people started dying yet? And Kira's like, nope. Or sorry, not Kira. Elle's like, nope. Even though at this point, murders have been going on for like two weeks straight. He's like, nope. Just accept that you're Kira. Admit it to me right here and now, you son of a bitch. It's just like, people have continued dying. Address the fact that people have continued dying. <laughs> also, at the same time, it could be a third Kira. We've already established two Kiras can exist. Why can't there be a third? Uh, but yes, uh, Light is eventually, or Kira's eventually convinced that there's a final test he needs to do in order to determine whether or not they're innocent because he can't just keep them in jail forever while murders continue to happen. Yeah. It's not okay. preventing anything. So, so he works out a plan with Light's father. Yes. Gets Light's father to drive them. Uh, ostensibly, he's taking them to their execution because the murders haven't stopped and the only way to stop the murders at this point is to kill these two, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but, but he doesn't want his son to be executed, so he's going to kill his son then himself. But <laughs> sorry, Lisa, Lisa. Uh, sorry, Misa Misa, because uh, you're not related by blood, so you're still going to the execution. You're just going to chill in this car with two dead people till they find you. <laughs> yeah, you're handcuffed in this car. Eventually, they'll come to figure out what happened, and they'll grab you and take you to the execution. Now get ready to die. He takes out his gun. He points. Now, can I pull the trigger on the count of three? One, two, two, two and a third. Two and three quarters. <laughs> Uh, and then he blows Light's brains out, and the end of the story happens. <laughs> no, uh, he fires. I blows his brains. Out, I mean, blows his mind because it was a blank. It was a blank, and it was all a test to see if either one of them would kill Light's dad yeah, in order to protect themselves. Yeah, El's reasoning was Light. Uh, if he is Kira, Kira has already proven to be the person who will kill anyone who gets in his way, even his own father needs to. But even if he couldn't, then uh, Misa Misa, being the second Kira, would do anything to protect. Like, at that point. And also, it's the only way she's getting out of the execution herself. So, yeah. both of them have reason to kill his dad. Neither one of them kills his dad. And thus, clearly, they don't have the Kira powers. Not that they never had the Kira powers, just that they don't currently have the Kira yeah, powers. Yeah, and this is also before El has any reasoning of the, the book. So, he yeah. doesn't know they have to write down the names. And also, when he does find out about the book's existence, never comes back to this. And like, hmm, they couldn't have killed in that kind of situation. So, anyways, he... Uh, decides to conditionally release them. Misa Misa is essentially trapped in a studio apartment that they have cameras in. She can leave to do work, but one of the police has to be with her. Well, at it's all because time. L, with his vast knowledge, built an investigation building that is going to be their home from now on. Yeah, and it's like seventy floors, and they only have eight views. <laughs> yeah, they have eight fucking people in a seventy-story building. Yeah, because he gives the last the investigation team a chance. Like, oh, uh, you'll have to leave the police force. And be facing certain death. But that's what you have to do to keep on this investigation. One of them leaves. So we're down to like the last group of like... So it's like Matsuda, Lael, uh, Light's father, Light... Mogi. Uh, Mogi, uh, Aura. Yeah. And then we get the two newcomers a little bit after this. Yeah, the con man and the cat burglar. <laughs> yeah. Great additions to the team. And uh, even though she's not part of the investigation team, Misa Misa is also there. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this is also the point when Light gets handcuffed to L because of the fact that he still does not fully trust Light. Uh, he even goes on so far as to say, 
as soon as I'm convinced that you're not Kira, I'll take these handcuffs off. But I will never be convinced that you're not Kira. This is the rest of our lives, buddy. I hope you like having me with you at all times, because we're going to be a happy family from now on. Yeah. I've seen the internet's fan fiction of us, and uh, we're going to be a happy family. It, it's weird. <laughs> And Misa Misa doesn't like the new company on there, do you? Yeah, because he's constantly like a thrill. And the funny thing is, too, because the only reason Light became uh, like in a relationship with Misa Misa is because of the Death Note specifically. So with him forgetting the stuff, he's like, no, we're not dating. I don't even like you. Come on. Why don't you fuck off? This is a completely one-sided relationship to the point where anytime they go on a date and it's the three of them hanging out, it's entirely because Elle wants to question Misa Misa and drags Light into hanging yep. out with her. Yeah. So this starts off the part of the story, which is the third cure arc. Uh, so they have to investigate what's going on. And I believe it's Light that figures out specifically that there's a one business that seems to be benefiting constantly from all these killings. So yep. the, ne- yeah. the new person is the smartest. Yeah, the Tosaba group, they're continuing with the idea of murdering a bunch of criminals all the time whenever their names get released on TV. But also in the meantime... Like, consistently killing VPs of other companies in order to clear the way for them to profit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with this, they end up finding out pretty quickly, it's probably people that are in charge of this company, and they actually get cameras in to find out stuff, and Matsuda ends up being a dumbass and gets himself caught. But like, he got, tries to play it off as, I'm uh, uh, Misumisa's manager, so maybe you should put her in some of your commercials and all that stuff, and blah blah blah. But they can't figure out who amongst them is the new Kira. Mm-hmm. So they have to fake Matsuda's death, and he disappears for a bit. But they use this as a chance to investigate further into it because now they have essentially a new mole, which is Misa Misa. Yes. Yeah. They're also a bit under the... So this leads to one of my favorite fucking scenes. So this leads to them, uh, the criminal organization... Or not the criminal organization... But the VPs of this company, who include Kira, deciding to hire the world's second greatest uh, detective, Arnaldo Coyle, or however you pronounce his name, uh, in order to investigate L and figure out who L is. And Watari informs L of this information about the fact that Orlando, Co- Orlando Coyle, I don't know what his fucking first name is, Coyle has been hired to investigate L. And all the other people in the group are like flabbergasted and they're like what the fuck we we're we're doomed they're gonna figure out who l is and i was like oh don't worry about it i'm coil the top three greatest detectives of our time are all me under different names just to keep people from investigating me this happens all the time and then the best moment in the entire goddamn anime series he takes a strawberry off of his cake turns to mogi and he's like i'll give you a strawberry if you keep my secret and Mogi just silently takes the strawberry, and instead of eating it, he just puts it in his suit jacket pocket. <laughs> it's just like, that's gonna be so disgusting in no amount of time, because I was on top of a fucking cake. You've just got fruit juice all through your suit now. I hope you're fucking happy. <laughs> He's happy that Elle's happy. Oh, it was one of those things where, like, I had to go back and rewatch, and I was like, did he seriously put that in his fucking pocket? <laughs> Uh, now, one of my favorite things, too, with uh, the Yotsuba group uh, Kira situation yeah. is the fact that 
there's a part two where Matsuda <laughs> just being stupid is pretty good where it's they're all looking at the meeting and it's like okay we have to delay the killings but how do we do that oh we have to identify the person in the room who has the most power but is 100% not Kira <laughs> yes <laughs> and that person we're gonna call let them know we know one of them's Kira and force them to delay and then it's like so who is that and I'll look up and then light I'll point to one guy and say his name and then Matsuda picks oh it's Higuchi and then who fucking is Kira at the end it's Higuchi <laughs> <laughs> Matsuda, it should have been, hey, Matsuda, which one's not Kira? Oh, it's Higu- uh, which one is uh, not Kira? Oh, Higuchi, go arrest that man. Yeah. That man is Kira. I guarantee that man is Kira. Uh, so they have to end up proving that's Higuchi. So what they end up doing is, they're kind of at a standstill where they have no way of getting evidence. So Misa Misa decides, I'm going to take it into my own hands. But she also gets some help, because Rem is also fully on Misa Misa's side. One of the few death gods that actually likes a human, and yeah. actually uh, uses a piece of the book to give her back a vision of her, but since she's not the holder of the book, she doesn't get her memories back, but she explains the whole situation to Misamisa because, as we remember, she loves Kira, not because she's another Death Note user, because she just loves Kira. She's like, oh yeah, likes Kira, and you need to catch Taguchi, so get him to prove. Uh, so she ends up sweet-talking him into saying, yeah, I'm Kira, and then proves it by not killing people for a certain amount of days, and she has the recording, like, ah, I solved the case for you guys. I'm great. <laughs> yeah. So they have to lure him into a trap by making Matsuda reveal who Kira is on TV. Yeah. See, the key to it is, even once they know for sure that Higuchi is Kira, they, they don't still know don't know Kira. how Kira performs his murders. Yeah. And at this point, Light still doesn't have his memory, so he is very much on board with, we gotta figure out exactly how he kills people in order to figure out what happens next. Uh, so they come up with this plan where Matsuda goes on TV... And stands behind frosted glass in order to reveal who Kira really is. <laughs> and then it falls over. Yeah, it intentionally falls over just to make it 100% clear that Matsuda is the one who walked in on their meeting. Um, which leads to Gucci to run around team, uh, run around the world. Not around the world. Around the city. Trying to track down this guy's yeah, fucking he, name so he can write yeah, it he in. he goes to the office, but he, he puts in the name and the name doesn't work. He's like, shit, I have to actually go to the station. So he goes to the station and he's like... I need to kill him, but I need to find his name. So Rem's like, hey, what about them Shinigami eyes? So he takes the deal and immediately kills a police officer who's chasing him for speeding. And they're like, wait, what the fuck? You just didn't do anything. You just wrote down the name. Yeah. And that's when they realize there's something special about that book. But also during this time, we get a cat and cat and mouse game where Gucci's a mouse and doesn't realize it. And Light and L are both cats. And it's great. Yeah, so they I also them. think I've seen that fan art of Light and L both being cats. That's a thing that well, exists on the internet. This is also an amazing scene, because uh, isn't this also the scene where Watari gets a sniper rifle? Yeah, and yep. shoots a gun out of Higuchi's hand. Yeah, because Higuchi's doing his last stand, and uh, Watari just completely runs the scene. It just makes sure that he does nothing. And this is where someone gets the death note and passes it to L. And I was like, oh yeah, all the names are here. This checks out. <clears throat> what do you think about this? Lights? And pass it over to him. And Light just starts screaming. And he's like, oh, it's because of the death god. I understand. I've been there before. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, but it's because he actually got all his memories back. And then we find out essentially what was the extent of L's uh, Light's plan up to this point, which was he wanted to make sure that he could get rid of the death note, but make sure it came back to him regardless of what mm-hmm. happened. So he made Rem and Ryuk swap notes because... Ryuk's was in English, uh, which was, uh, and not like the death note, so it had the rules and stuff, but they added fake rules to it. So, you have to kill someone every 13 days or you lose the power and other stuff as that. Even if you pass on the power, you will die within 13 days unless you're killing with it. To essentially, oh, 
it couldn't be Misa, Misa, and Light because they went more than two weeks without any deaths happening, so it can't be them. But also at the same time, he specifically rules that you need to find someone who's hungry for power who will use the Death Note and make it very obvious how they're, why they're using it to gain benefit to themselves so that they could track it down. Yeah. And then as soon as he got the Death Note back in his hands, he gets his memory back because through some weird rules, he's the now the bearer of it. Yeah, I think it's because he has the full Death Note, though, and not because he has just a page, such as the Misa Misa situation. I think it's also a little bit of because of the fact that when Misa Misa has the page touched against her, it's not a page from her specific book. It's a page from Light's book, so she wouldn't get her specific memories back. In addition, Higuchi still like fully holds the book at that point, whereas when Light manages to get his hands on the book, it's the book he originally had that implanted his memories, or stole his memories, I guess. And also, he manages to be holding it at the moment that Higuchi fully fucking dies. And because he's the one holding it when Higuchi dies, the ownership technically passes. Well, no, because he kills Higuchi here. Yeah, well, he does mm-hmm. kill Higuchi, but he kills Higuchi while holding the yeah, book. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the memory, he, he remembers that he has a piece of death note on his watch. He yeah. knew that he would never take off the watch, so he perfectly set it up that way. Pulls it out, uses his blood to write the name. Higuchi dies, and... Uh, L uh, is like, wait, what the fuck? And looks over, he's like, give me that book! Yeah. He looks through there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And this is where we kind of enter the final arc of the first half. Yeah. So at this point, it's now finally the endgame. Uh, Light and L are getting ready to have their final showdown. But L has kind of realized he's lost at this point. He just doesn't seem in the energy. And he, well, there's a lot of motives of, like, you know, death coming. Yeah. And uh, Light has uh, Misa Misa full-time care at this point. Yeah. Because he can't do it because he has to investigate with L and L's constantly with him, so he can't do anything. Because they're cut together. Essentially, their fates are tied together. But we find out L, I mean, uh, Light being the master tactician he is, actually set up a bunch of th- things in, uh, in advance, realizing that Rem would go to any lengths to protect uh, Misa Misa, that he actively puts her in a situation where L's gonna find out who she is, which will lead to her death. So she is forced to kill and extend uh, the life and killing herself. So he eliminates two threats to himself and wins. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also super extends Misa Misa's life at again. the same time. So this ends up leading to the final thing. So actually it's not... Because uh, Misa Misa could not remember the name. Yeah. Uh, because mm-hmm. it was from a previous contract so she needed to see him again. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't get the eyes at this point. She gets them a bit later on. Well, no, she gets the eyes... As soon as she realizes she doesn't remember his name, but never has contact with yeah, she's L never again brought back. Point. Yeah, at this point, it's they're about to, it's almost getting to her death. Yeah, and Rem ends up killing uh, uh, not just Watari but also L oh. and the two other investigators. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Light also uses this chance to kill off the rest of the Oddsbooker. Yeah, so with this, he's effectively eliminated all other people except for the task force because he can't kill off the task force and not himself and not be suspicious. Yeah. And the best part about this is, in doing so, he's already effectively cleared his name with the task force. So he just kind of takes over the task force and he's like... And he becomes L. Yeah, he becomes L and he sets himself up as the new leader of the task force. While also having removed any fucking doubt that or any belief that he was Kira. So that now he can fully just act as Kira and no one has to fucking know him. And the kind of upsetting thing I had with this is, well, first of all the quality of the series kind of declines from this point on. Yeah, I fucking yeah. stopped watching it. But point. the other upsetting thing is, this whole thing was built around the, the cat and cat game of Light and L, but Kira uh, doesn't win. Yeah. He sets up a situation where L will die, but he never finds out L's name. 
Yeah, and that's one of the things that always has kind of frustrated me about the series. It's like, we never actually know enough about L to, like, have the proper Kira kill him. Like, the whole point of the kind of game they were playing was L was looking for enough evidence to convict uh, Light, and Light was looking for L's identity. And neither one of them get what they were going for the whole time. Like, yeah, yes, the closest we get to it is the fact that as he's dying, Light's like, I'm Kira. <laughs> yeah. Light technically, uh, well, he doesn't win, but Kira definitely, or not Kira, L clearly fucking loses based on the fact that he fucking dies. Yeah. Yeah. L loses, Kira does not win, he just moves on to the next round, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So this is where the second phase happens, this is quite a few years later. And essentially, L's will was passed on to M and M. Uh, also, we do find out L's name is L Lollet. Sure. Yeah, because he gets the book later. But he doesn't find, like, he finds out as the result of the death, not because he wins against it, mm-hmm. which is the unfortunate thing. So at this point, the story doesn't really focus on light so much. It's kind of more we're following N and M yeah. on their story, and we're just kind of seeing the story unfold on Kira's side. Because uh, this, the interesting thing is, uh, this is personally why I think a lot of people fall off at this point, is the, the cat and cat game between the both of them. Even though L and L, uh, Kira is kind of like the bad guy of it, when he comes at the beginning, he's doing it from pure intentions, and you see him get corrupted by it. But he's still a character you can kind of root for because you saw that progression. But by the time we get to the second half, he's just a full-on villain. Like, there's no... Yeah. Like, he'll yeah. kill anybody because he doesn't, he's got that taste of power. He feels undefeatable. Which ultimately does lead to his downfall and his defeat. But uh, N and M are two other orphans from the same orphanage as L, who after he died, they were told, "You guys have to now finish this mission." And they kind of go off to do their own thing because they hate each other and compete. Yeah. So uh, N ends up teaming up with the FBI to form another task force, and M is like, "Fuck the FBI! I'm getting the mafia to help me out." <laughs> you know, as you do. Yeah. So they end up doing their own investigations and both pretty quickly come to the conclusion the person working with the task force in Japan is probably one of them is Kira and it most likely is the person pretending to be L now. So a series of things get set up. Mello, uh, which is M, uh, eventually ends up giving the final clue that N uses to figure out who it is. So uh, Misumi's at this point is kind of doing Kira stuff because he can't really. The task force is fully fine with Ryuk now because Ryuk just kind of hangs out in the office because they have a death note. Yep. Uh, and one of the key things that up to this point they could never figure out uh, how Light could be Kira and the thing that just proved him fully was the 13 day rule he added that you have to kill someone within that time frame. Mm-hmm. That fully proved that he was innocent and no one questioned it especially with Elgon at this point. Yeah. But both M and N start thinking well maybe some of the rules on the book aren't true so we need to test it out. So, M ends up doing the whole plan thing of kidnapping uh, the daughter of, uh, well, Light Sister. Yeah, Light Sister, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's because he also kidnapped the director of the uh, police force, and they refused, uh, wait, uh, Light had him killed so that he wouldn't give up the book. So he had to resort to other means, and they had to transfer, and that's how the book ends up ending in other hands. And Light's father also ends up getting the book ownership and makes the Shinigami deal, but he refuses to kill Mello at the end with... Mm -hmm. uh, the notebook and another fucking moment where light gets revealed to oh i guess he's not kira is because when he's looking at him it's like oh i'm so happy my son i can see your time of death <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's a lot of like things that just really happen quick there's no build-up or plot it's just yeah. 
everyone seems to, it's, we're just starting off back where essentially we left off with the last part, where these two people are positive Light is Kira, but they need to prove it, and Light is just kind of so full of himself that he's taking all these risks and not being smart about it. Uh, there's a fourth Kira that ends up coming to play, Tekaru. Uh, so he is selected because he shares Kira's ideals. <clears throat> so he's kind of like... Kind of the hand of Kira, yeah. in a sense. And honestly, I think he himself might be the most effective Kira <laughs> out mm. of all of them. Uh, but even he ends up getting uh, revealed to be incompetent in some aspects, in that he actually can't think for himself an intelligent system. Mm. <clears throat> if you give him rules, he'll follow them perfectly. But when you have to have him think for himself, that's when everything goes to shit. Because him doing that, uh, and the death of Mello, because... Uh, he ends up dying because, uh, what's her name? The announcer lady that he was dating in university is also the head of the TV station channel that's like the Kira Hour, where everyone just talks about how great Kira is. He also gave, he revealed to him that, oh, I'm Kira, you work for me now. Gave her part of the death note. She makes the Shinigami ideal, so when Melo kidnaps her to find out who Kira is, because they immediately find out, oh, someone from Task Force is meeting with her, and no one's fucking recording it. Because Light can just turn off the recording. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they end up going after her, and then she kills him, and then Light, realizing, oh, got rid of Mello, I'm gonna kill her and get rid of any traces of the pages. But we also find out that Tekru also is like, oh shit, she's kidnapped, better kill her. So that gave evidence to Nier to find out who it was, and he replaced the pages of the Death Note for the, the best reveal uh, at the end. Jesus. So what ends up happening here is... The world fully turns against anyone who's against Kira at this point with Mello's death. Because, oh, well, Kira can't be stopped. We all worship Kira. Yeah. So even the people are attacking the FBI headquarters for Nier's And most of Nier's task force is killed except for, like, two other people. So they're ready. They're fully ready to kill this small child who's like, fuck Kira. Uh, but he ends up, what he does is, because they're able to calculate how quickly uh, he, uh, the fourth Kira worked with the book, they ripped all the pages, but they left some pages in there. And put in fake pages where the pages should be at the time of their final mission. So they say, oh, we're going to meet on this day at this place. And that's going to be the end of it. But they also took some pages and tested it with uh, death row inmates and found out, oh, the 13-day rule is not real. So anyone who was uh, proven innocent by that, if they're on the task force, is the killer. Yeah. So they all go to the warehouse. And then they see... Tekru kind of opens the door and he's like peeking through and it, you almost feel like he thinks he's not seen but everyone in the room is full he's like yeah he's right there he's writing down all of our names except for Kira's and then we get the I outsmarted you yeah but I outsmarted you outsmarting me well I outsmarted that outsmarting because uh, at this point Nier's like oh uh, we took up the pages so the book actually can't kill anyone so whoever's name is left is that and then uh, Kira's inner middle monologue is oh yeah well that was a fake book because he has a real book somewhere else and he just pretends to write in that book and then 40 seconds passes, no one dies. And then he's like, I know what you're thinking, but that fake book, I didn't call for that one. I found the real book and replaced the pages in that one. Jesus. So at this point, Light's realizing, ah, shit, um, my name's not in that book. What do I do? Uh, Takiru ends up killing himself with his pen. Mm-hmm. And then Light tries to make a break for the page in his watch again to kill everyone there. Gets but shot. Matsuda, doing his most useful thing in the story, shoots Kira three times. And then, and then Kira he's like, Ryuk, kill them, and then I'll get you all the apples you want. And then Ryuk writes a name down, and it turns around, and it's Light's name. Nice. And that's kind of the story. Yep. Uh, and they, I think they burn the last Death Notes. I think so. Yeah, they get they destroy them, so that they can't fall into anyone else's hands. 
And then the final scene is Misa Misa, the last surviving Kira, who can't remember anything about being Kira, in a cult of Kira. So there are some other death notes to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to the one you want to talk about specifically. Yeah, let's let's cover the one I don't want to uh, so, I don't want to talk about, but the one we don't know. Yeah, there's three live action movies uh, that are Japanese that are actually pretty good. And they actually tell the story in a different way. So what ends up happening is we never go past the first half of the story. So the L versus Light is the whole arc of the story. Okay. Right. So it's the first two movies, and then there's a third movie. <clears throat> so in the first movie, it's everything up to the, uh, darn, what's her name? Ray Pember's wife. Oh, um, Maya, or no, fuck, whatever. Ray Pember's wife. We don't need to know her specific name. Yeah, but essentially the whole story is up to her investigating it so another cool thing is if you watch uh the english dub of this it's just the japanese anime voice i mean the english japanese uh the english animation voice actors are just dubbing over the lines so it's the same voices in both nice so uh naomi is the person who is kind of like the main antagonist of the first half of the movie so we get everything that happens as normal he gets the book it explains the rules of the book everything's established uh, and then Ray Pember dies. And then she ends up figuring out. And she actually gets really close to finding who Kira is. So a lot of the thing is, uh, Elle is a big threat throughout this. But his immediate threat, because this is still while he's in high school, is her. So much like the bus scene that happens in the anime where he does everything elaborate to try to orchestrate something. Yeah. He ends up uh, elaborately orchestrating a situation with her specifically. So instead of having her kill herself secretly, he sets it up in a way that proves his innocence while having her die. So she ends up, he actually gets her to, like in his whole death note thing that he sets up, he hacks her actively confront him about being Kira and a shootout uh, uh, ends up happening. And he ends up killing the girl he's on the date with in the situation too. So he has her fire off the gun and she dies trying to kill him, but kills the girlfriend instead. And then in her distraught, she kills herself. Essentially looking like she went crazy, shot someone, killed an innocent and killed herself. Yeah. And then he used that as motivation, uh, essentially, so that he goes to L and it's like, L, I want to be on the task force because this is Kira's fault and I want to catch him. And then L's like, sure, he can be on the team. Nice. Uh, so that's how he kind of ends up on the team instead of that. So this is where the story kind of shifts. Uh, the stuff kind of unfolds in a similar way for the second half, as you would expect for uh, the third Kira arc. But this is where the story, I feel like, has the superior ending. I feel the, the live action movies here have a better ending than the animated version because what ends up happening everything plays it the same way and then Watari dies and L dies and Kira gives him like the eyes like uh huh so th- that's the end of this movie specifically because he finds out the name and that's the thing he finds out the name and writes his name in the book to oh, kill him okay and then what ends up happening is we're getting kind of the beginning of the second half of M where he's like oh I'm taking over the task force we're gonna do this and they're getting ready to leave the building and then you hear some clapping of some shit. And then who's at the top of the staircase? Fucking Ellis. So Ellis walking down and it's like, I've caught you. He's like, how are you alive? And he's like, so there's some fun rules about the Death Note. And I took the ultimate gamble. I wrote my name in the Death Note and gave myself the full 14 days and let you have my name to prove that you were Kira, essentially. So he willingly gave up his life knowing that once the name was given out, no matter what was written afterwards, because he had written his name in the Death Note, he could not be killed by it. So he was untouchable by Kira for those 14 days. So him knowing that there was no other way to catch him, he pretty much gambled his own life to catch and prove that Light was Kira. And then it plays the same way where Ryuk ends up killing him and they get rid of the books. Mm. 
And then the third movie is, even though it's called Death Note 3, has nothing to do with the Death Note because it's the last 14 days of L's life as he solves one more mystery. And he ends up saving a little orphan boy named N and drops him off at the same orphanage he was at. Oh, that's nice. evil. So in the live action, L wins. He still dies. Because I feel like Death Note kind of has to end with both of them going down. Yeah. But I feel like L being... like Because in the anime, I almost feel like L gives up. Whereas the L in the live action, knowing that he's backed into a corner, does the ultimate move of like, I'm going to make myself immune to the Death Note. And... Pretty much trick Kira into using it against me. Mm-hmm. Very nice. It's unfortunate that L does have to die. I mean, it is in the name. Yeah. Death Note L. <laughs> There's no L in Death Note. L is a note, or. Oh, wait, no. I'm. I'm as, uh, that's a letter, not a note. <laughs> Music notes. That's the connection. Peter, that's hardly the worst thing considering what you're about to talk about. Yep. <laughs> so now that we've discussed. Uh, live action movies that are theoretically good. Let's talk about a different live action movie. The Netflix Death Note live action movie. Uh, now, Chris, I, just, I just want to say one thing before we get into this. Yeah. I didn't 100% hate it. That's fine. Uh, I want to say one thing before I get into this. Uh, this hour and a half long movie took me four hours to watch because every time I saw something that annoyed me, I paused the movie and wrote down why it annoyed me. So I'm not going to be able to read all that right now or else this podcast will never fucking end. So you watched the movie in stop motion, am I correct? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so we're just going to... I'm, I'm going to do the greatest hits of these points and I'm going to ignore a lot of them to do this. The main thesis of this uh, kind of complaint about this movie is this movie is essentially the Death Note story if every single one of the characters was dumber than they were in the original Well, this is one of the things that is responsible for the Netflix adaption of an anime meme. Yeah. So, uh, right off the bat, when Light first gets his hands on the Death Note, uh, not when he first gets his hands on the Death Note, but when he first uses the Death Note for the first time, in all the other stories, it's Light making a conscious choice of, this is a strange thing, I kind of have to investigate it a little bit. Yeah. In this one, it's not him wanting to investigate it. It's a weird thing he found. And Ryu straight up fucking peer pressuring him yeah. into using it. It's just a dream. Why don't you have some fun with it? Yeah. Right in the book. And he writes down a name. And he's like, yeah, that bully guy. No one would miss him if he goes missing. He's like, all right, fine. I'll write the bully's name. He's like, you can't just leave it at that. He's like, what? He's like, write down how he dies, you dumb motherfucker. And he's like, uh, decapitation, I guess. It's like, not bad for your first time. Hey, Slim. She's like... Why does Light need to be peer pressured into being the book? Why can't it be Light's own fucking decision? Yeah, that's the thing, like, I, and we're going to talk about it more, but I feel like the main issue with this whole movie as a whole is they could not double down on an aspect, because they couldn't double down on Kira being the villain, which he's supposed to. Yeah. So they had to put in some outs, so like, oh, he's kind of a relatable guy, because he comes off as kind of like a good guy in this at the end, where in Death Note, Kira is the ultimate villain. Like, he's mm-hmm. the bad guy, and... They that the ending that you're supposed they didn't couldn't double down on it. They really wanted to have the perspective of like they wanted you to like light yeah. in this movie. Like it's very clear from watching it that they wanted you to like light. Yeah, and some of the things that they came about from that I feel worked a lot better. And like if they would have applied to the Death Note, for example, yes, in the anime and uh, the original story, light makes a constant decision to do this. But I feel like his motivation on like doesn't make sense for how intelligent he is and all that. Like, oh yeah, kill all the bad guys. That's going to work. But this one, he's driven more by an emotional thrust to kill the bad guys, which I feel that alone makes, like, 
this story of him taking the book to kill people a lot more believable compared to the original Kira. The original Kira had a very poor uh, reasoning, so it's just kind of there for the story to start. But this one's like, oh yeah, his mother died and the criminal got away with it. And everyone knows that guy did it, but he had money, so he paid his way out of it. And that's his motivation, like, well, I can't let injustice like that happen. I need to save these people. And he never really gets that god complex. It's more so of, I want to kill these bad people that no one can get. And he doesn't, I don't think there's actually any uh, indication that he kills people that are in jail in the Netflix movie either. He's killing live criminals. No, he absolutely... We'll get there. But oh, yeah, the, the Japanese thing. <laughs> so, uh, he... So, right after he fucking kills this guy, uh, the Shinigami, whose name we don't know yet, fucking pieces out Defoe. his... Yeah, Defoe pieces out and he leaves him to his own devices. But, like, instead of the anime or other series where the Shinigami has as minimal impact on the world as possible. Like the only real danger he has for owning uh, light by his presence is the fact that he eats apples. So if anyone's paying close attention, they'll see apples disappearing around light. Yeah. Um, not the fucking case in this movie. He causes a fucking tornado to go off in the room that lights having detention in while lights in the middle of fucking detention. It's just like, did Light spend like 20 minutes power cleaning for the rest of detention so no one knows what the fuck happened? Or did the teacher come back and be like, yeah, you get all the detention now because I came back and this room's fucking massacred. Well, the other thing about that too is I feel like the Shinigami in this work a bit differently than the ones from the original story. Whereas they don't seem to have a Shinigami realm. They seem to be just traveling through our world time-wise. So they just have been here forever and they just seem to be moving the books along. It also feels like they don't specifically use the books themselves. They need humans to do it. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be any indication of them using the books. The other, like, main distinction is in the anime, it's kind of suggested that it's been, like, a thousand years since the last time a Death Note made it to Earth. So this is a very tumultuous time because of the fact that a Death Note has come back. Whereas, like, as far as we can tell in this one, like, every time the person who holds the Death Note dies or passes it on, Ryuk just, like, picks it up and gives it to someone else, and it just, like goes from hand to hand for the rest of time. Well, he specifically says, leave it alone for seven days and it gets moved. Because this book has a lot more rules than the one uh, that's in the actual well, series. In the end of the movie, it certainly looks like the Shinigami, the Death Gods, have the, well, they're kind of the power behind the killing of the Death Note. Yeah, yeah. it's less so the Death Note itself does the killing and more so the Shinigami does the killing at the bidding of the Death Note. Yeah. In fact, in one fucking scene, Light essentially yells at Ryuk about how he's his fucking pet and he does what he's fucking told. It's just like, that's not the relationship you guys have, even a fucking little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they kind of like, that's another thing. This movie also tries, like, they can't double down on who the bad guy is of the movie. Yeah. Because like, oh, maybe it's Ryuk. Uh, maybe it's L. Maybe it's Light. Maybe it's... Uh, Mia. Yeah. Like, it just plays around with who the villain is so much. And a lot of the autonomy of... Even though I feel like his motivation as Kira is better in this, his autonomy as Kira is complete shit. Yeah, no. That's one of my major complaints about Kira is he doesn't do a single thing of his own volition. He doesn't do a Kira thing at all either. He... Well, every, okay, at the end he does a Kira thing. Most of the Kira acts that are performed are performed by other people taking the choice away from him. Yeah. And every time he, like, does something, it's because someone else directly fucking told him to go do that thing. Yeah. Um, additionally, we find out there's over 95 goddamn rules in this book rather than the, like, maybe six that were in the original book. Yeah. Uh, 
But Light sees that, and he immediately is like, fuck this noise. I'm not going to bother reading any of the rules. And forces Ryuk to sit down and read him the rules, essentially. Ryuk, like, explains the fucking rules to him. It's just like, you can read, fucking can't you? Why are you getting Ryuk to explain them? Also, he fully just calls Ryuk Ryuk yeah. uh, at first. And Ryuk's just like, yeah, no, it's Ryuk, you dumb fucking shit. <laughs> also, I like the part where they're fighting. He's like, maybe I'll write your name in the book. He's like, good luck with that. Only uh, people have tried. Probably said anyone's got two letters. Yeah. That was by far the best threat. One of the best threats I've ever heard. It's a great threat, but it's also so fucking dumb. Oh, so, yeah. First of all, Shinigamis can die at the hands of Death Note, even though it's heavily implied that the way that people die when their name is written in the Death Note is because the Shinigami acts out the will of the book. So, yeah. so you write you down Ryuk's Ryuk's name, name in the book, he just snaps his own neck. He kills himself. But also, like, he implies that, like, multiple people have tried when he says the best anyone has ever done has gotten two letters. Yeah. Has everyone, like, openly declared, alright, Ryuk, I'm writing your fucking name, see what you can do? Or did they just be like, alright, I'm gonna kill Ryan. Psych, it's Ryuk! No, I, if, I'm gonna kill Ryu from Shrifa Cook. If, yeah. if anything, looking at it in any sort of serious manner, if the Shinigami themselves are the power behind the actual killing of the people written in the Death Note, then it's probably they have the sense of who is being written into the note. So yeah. as soon as he senses that it's his name and the intention is him being put in the note, he just kills the person instead. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, like, there's just so much in the movie where they couldn't, like, decide on a specific thing and stick with it. Because, yeah. again, even the movie's tones, like, it goes from, like, goofy and wacky to, like, serious back and forth. Uh, honestly, I think this depiction of L is probably the worst because I think yeah. they missed the point of L, and they just made him childish. Yeah. And kind of, like, childish stupid. Childish and weird. They gave him the same, like, kind of crouching in a chair posture. Yeah, he, he moved like L, but he didn't act like L. Yeah. Uh, so we also... Although, uh, before that, I do like how, in this version, how he sniffs out where uh, Kira is, instead of in the other one. I don't. I fucking hate how... It, go on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. Well, I'm just saying, like... Uh, the, this L, I think they went for more of the, the discreet aspect than, like, the public declaration type thing. He does end up doing it afterwards, but... Okay, alright, uh, so I see what you're saying now. Yeah. The discreet thing, I do like how he does that a little bit better, but the way he, like, decides to start in Seattle, I am so mad. Oh, I don't, so I don't mean, I don't mean uh, yeah. you mean how he gets the club to kill each other? Yeah, him getting the club to kill each other, that I'm fine with. Yeah, that, I'm talking about that aspect of yeah. how he released specific hidden criminal information to different parts of the world to find out where the leak was. Yes. And then he used that to narrow down it was that location. So, alright. But then yeah. afterwards, what he does with the public announcement doesn't make sense with that way of doing things. We'll, we'll get there. So, uh, one of, like, the weird things that's included in these new 100 rules is there's a weird, like, seven-day rule where, like, if the owner of the book doesn't hold the book for seven days, then he automatically gives it up. But also, if other people can borrow the book, but borrowers cannot hold on to the book for seven days. It doesn't say what happens if they try to hold on to it for seven days. Logically, it just becomes their book based on the other rule. But no, they're just not allowed to hold on to also, it. Also, only the primary holder can see Ryuk. Yeah. Um, which was a weird rule we learned. Then fucking 19 minutes in, because I, I time-stamped each one of these fucking comments of, like, I paused the movie, look at the time of how much into the movie I am, 
Alright, let's complain about this for a second. But 19 minutes into the movie, we have, like, Light waking up the morning after using the Death Note, and he's passed out on his desk with the Death Note open in front of him to the page where he just killed the guy who killed his mother. Um, and he's, like, passed out on top of that. And his dad's knocking on his door. He's like, Light, Light! Hilarious fucking news! <laughs> guffaw, guffaw, guffaw! That douche is dead. But, like, that definitely implies that Light, like, wrote Buddy's name and then passed the fuck out. <laughs> like, was that an exhausting process for him? I guess so. Uh, which also leads to the point, like, Light never makes the slightest fucking effort to hide this book. No, get- in fact, when uh, Watery goes missing and Al's like, we're searching the house, he's like, fuck, they got the book now. He did it because he's like, ah, game's over. They're going to get the book. And then he's like, I, I have the book. Yeah, and it's just like, he puts no fucking effort into hiding the book and then keeps being surprised when other people have access to the book. Yeah. Like, Mia takes a page and he... Oh, fuck. Yeah, the, one, one of the best Kira moments is the Ray Pember situation where he takes out the whole FBI team and he doesn't do that. And in fact, we fi- we think, well, he gets kind of like played like, oh, Rook fucking did it. Rook, why would you do that? I don't want to kill police officers. And it's like, oh no, it was Mia at yeah. the end. So now let's talk about Mia's introduction as a character. Because that's the next point I have on my bullet list. Um, you so, mean the cheerleading with a cigarette in her mouth? Kind of. So... Yeah, she's cheerleading with a cigarette in her mouth when we first uh, see her. Yeah, ever, I'm like, glad I missed that part. She's at the top of uh, one of those pyramids, and there's three side by side, and the other two are doing, like, fun poses, and she's got her arms crossed with a fucking cigarette in her mouth. Oh it's just my like, God. what the fuck are you doing? Anyways, um, he gets the shit kicked out of him by Kenny... Uh, and then that's how he gets in trouble for having the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, and I think this is where I noticed the problem with their understanding of light. It's, he's smart, not a smart ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's him being a smart ass that oh. eventually kicks off this whole stream of events. Yeah, so... Kenny is bullying another fucking nerd. Mia steps in to try and stop him. Light steps in to try and protect Mia, and Kenny's like, I'm gonna beat you up now. And he's like... You failed twice. He's like, I'm definitely going to beat you up now. And he's like, no, you failed twice. That means you're an adult. If you beat me up, you're assaulting a minor. That'll put you on a watch list. And Kenny's like, you know what I think about that? Put me on a fucking watch list and clocks. Well, it's just like, like saying, back the fuck up. And then it just cuts to black. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking Light wakes up and fucking apparently Mia has told the principal that Light walked into a beam out back and needs medical attention. And that's how he gets caught with fucking homework for other students. He's doing homework for other people. Which is super illegal in this world now. I'm, like, it's not a good thing to do, but I don't think it would get you in as big of trouble as they're suggesting. Um, it's a fucking study group, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but fucking this girl, like, straight up lies to the principal and says he walked into a beam. Going out of her way to not get Kenny in trouble. We later see, like, Light look across the hall at her. And, like, she sees him. She turns around. Wraps her arm around Kenny and starts walking with him. And it's just like, cool. Like, she's clearly fucking Kenny, I guess. And that's why she tried to stop him from bullying the nerd. But also definitely didn't tell anyone that he beat up a minor. But then, like, once Light uses the book to decapitate Kenny. She's, like, immediately turned on by fucking Light. Like... Who just immediately fucking tells her, oh, oh, I got this death note. Ah, it kills people. Which clearly, like, oh, I killed Kenny, by the way. Yeah, she she says it's super cool that he died. 
and her only regret is that she couldn't see it. And it's like, that guy was like kind of your boyfriend from what I can tell. That's kind of a super shitty thing to say. And then Light's like, oh yeah, I saw it. And Mia's like, oh no, fuck. Let's sit down next to each other and like get real chummy chummy now. And clearly turned on by the fact that he saw death. And then she tries to ask him about it and he's a little cagey. So she's like, all right, fuck it. You're no fun. And starts walking away. And he's like, oh, you want to see something fun? Let me tell you about the death note. Because apparently the power of a girl being next to you is powerful enough to make you forget all about self-preservation. Well, that's the thing with this light. Like almost all of his actions are motivated by Mia telling him to do it or Ryuk telling him to do it. Yeah. Um, the only true goal he has is like, oh, I kill bad people that are mm-hmm. out in the world doing stuff. Yeah. I guess the other idea he has is, I know, let's announce myself as Kira. It's Gaelic for light. Won't that kind of give away that you're Kira? And it's like, no, because in Japanese, it kind of means killer. So they're going to think it's a Japanese guy doing it. We'll get there. (laughs) So, fucking, while he has Mia set aside, he, like, tries to be like, hey, I've got a death note. She's like, ha ha ha, silly prank. And, like, in an effort to prove that, like, this is the real deal, this kills people, he hands her the book and tells her to look at the last entry, like, ostensibly being like, we were just talking about how Kenny died. In this book is written down Kenny and then how he died. So clearly that's how it works but if she believes him he's fully admitting to murder at this point if she believes him and if she doesn't believe him it's just like a weird thing but more fucking importantly kenny is not the last entry in the book so that's not what she should she see when told to look at the last entry in the book he killed his mother's killer after killing kenny that guy should be the last entry in the fucking book (laughs) look at the last murder in this book who the fuck's this guy (sighs) anyways he she, uh, she, like, doesn't believe him and starts to walk away. And he, like, grabs her arm and says, you of all people will want to see this? Which means he's already caught on to the fact that she's, like, a little bit too into death at this point. Um, and then he just Googles live crime scene. <laughs> and the first result is a hostage situation in the city he's currently in. Oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> So he's just like, ah, oh, this is going to work. So he uses the death note to get that guy to kill himself. This is the big part I take issue with, with yeah. fucking L. Because L, this is what originally leads him to fucking Seattle. Because he's like, you all think that the first murder was the day when he killed a bunch of people. In fact, it was this time when he killed a guy in the hostage situation. That was Kira's first killing. Which was like a month before Kira like, came out as a killer. Which means L looked at every single criminal dying for like m- a month before Kira got released. He was like, that one's weird enough. That was definitely Kira with no real evidence for it having been Kira. Yeah, because the thing is like, he comes out of the building, gives a perfect military salute after releasing the hostages and then is killed in a traffic accident. And you see the police slot car just coming in the hill. Like, like this man has no weapons anymore. He's just standing there saluting. And the car comes out of fucking hours. Like, so you killed a man and got another man fired. <laughs> but the thing is, I feel like the reason that feels like such a long stretch, too, is because this story kind of does such fuck it to the heart attack thing. Yeah. Like, they do away with a defaulting to heart attack, and Light just kills people in whatever the fuck way he wants. Yeah. And people... So, that's dumb for Light, because it leads people to assume any death could be Kira, and it mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier to jump to the conclusion that it's Kira. Yeah. Rather than them being like, oh, no, that one wasn't Kira, because they didn't die from a heart attack. In addition, like... uh. Part of 
L's argument for why Kira's in Seattle is he says that story was only broadcast in this small area, so we know the killer had to be there when they saw the broadcast. He fucking Googled live crime scene. It was the first result. That's probably accessible in more than just oh, yeah. that one small <laughs> fucking area. Never thought about that, but yeah, that's correct. <laughs> well, L's just a problem in this too, because I feel like the thing that broke it the most for me for L was specifically the cafe at night scene. Where he's there, it's like, oh, you're Kira, tell me the method. I have, like, a bunch of theories on stuff, and I don't kill people because I don't have a gun, because it was tracking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then uh, White's like, well, hypothetically, say someone needed your help to maybe deal with a, a more evil person, looks over, sees Ryuka waving through the window. Yeah. It's like, maybe we should work together if I was hypothetically. And he's like, no, I'm just going to catch you. This only ends with one of us dying, I guess. And it's like, what? This man's telling you, I might be Kira. I'll work with you to get me out of a bad situation and we'll go from there. He's like, no, fuck it. I, I want to catch you. Also, like, immediately after killing the hostage taker and, like, convincing Mia that he is capable of killing people, that's when he, like, first brings up the idea of, like, the perfect world where they kill all the bad people. And he, like, says to Mia, does that make me crazy? You're asking the wrong fucking person. Yeah. Like, she's clearly crazy about death. You don't ask... Like, a grave digger, if wanting to dig holes makes you crazy, that's the wrong fucking person to ask. So, I don't know. I don't know why he fucking asks her. It also feels like the movie, like, super reversed their relationships, where, like, in the anime and manga, Light wants to be Kira and wants to kill a bunch of people to improve the world. And he kind of uses Nisa to achieve his goals. Whereas in this Netflix story, it feels a lot more like Mia's the one who wants to do that and is just straight up using light to accomplish those yeah. goals. Mm -hmm. And she even says, like, I'm the one that's making the hard decisions. And the whole movie kind of, uh, like, combines into the end of him actually, like, doing hero things finally. Because the end of it is actually him, like, being somewhat intelligent. Although most of it's just the, the rules for how this book works in this universe of the Netflix series is a lot more looser <laughs> compared to other things. But, Which is weird, because there's over a hundred fucking rules. Yeah, but uh, essentially, at the end, we find out that she's like, I want the book, I want to be the one in charge. I put your name in the death note, and there's an interesting rule here that I actually kind of like. Yeah, go on. The one where if you write someone's name and burn the page before they die, it stops the killing. But at the same time, this can only work once. So, it didn't specify if that's once per person that has the book, or once in the whole book's lifetime. So there was no guarantee that's never happened before, Rick was just fucking with them. Yeah. Also, see, I, um, fuck. With that whole discussion about, like, you can tear out a name and destroy it before the person dies, leads to a whole situation later. Because there's another weird thing that keeps happening, which is they keep essentially making mind slaves out of the people they write the name in the book. So mm -hmm. normally, uh, they'll just write, so-and-so dies doing this or something, and they'll do the thing. But then, like, every once in a while, they'll just be like, so-and-so does whatever I tell them to, apparently, and then dies. Yeah, because Watery, like, the only thing in that whole writing was, you need, you are obsessed with finding the real name of L. You are going to call this number and tell the person who it is. And he gets on the phone call, and he says, I don't have that information. He's like, well, like, find it. <laughs> yeah, go to the fucking orphanage and find it. And Watery's like, I want to okay. sleep first. I want to sleep first. No, you don't sleep. Do it now. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and he just fucking does it. And we see that happen again with the, like, Ray Pember version in this one, where, where it's later revealed that fucking Mia tases the FBI agent who's following Light 
and gets him to write down the name of all the other FBI agents. But she just teases him and writes in the book, uh, he'll do something and then he'll go to the top of the tower with all his friends and jump off. And then once he's been tased, she's like, all right, I want you to picture their heads and write down all their names. But while he's already under her control, so like you can write someone's name in the book and then just tell them what to do apparently and they'll fucking do it. Yeah. Which leads to a big fucking problem later where she wants Light to give her the book because she doesn't believe Light has the like fortitude to use it. She could have made that so much easier for her. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, she writes. But his... no one in this book in the show is uh, smart in any capacity. Yeah, she writes his name in the book and she's like, "Give me the book, or else I and I'll destroy the page." Because you are going to die at midnight if you don't complete this. Yeah, and she could have just wrote in the book, "Gives me the page," or "Gives me the fucking book," it gives me full ownership, and apparently he would just fucking do that, and she wouldn't have to worry about that. Also, like, it's never stated that it has to be the person who wrote in the book is the one who destroys the name to prevent the death. So when Light finds out about that, she's like, oh, you didn't see in the book? He's like, what? And she's like, I wrote your name in the book. You're gonna die at midnight. Yeah, so that's probably the thing I have the most fucking problem with because it's either A, she left it in the book and he could have destroyed it, but we also know she has the page. So if she's smart enough to know that, oh, he'll destroy the page, she would have kept it in her, like, the textbook thing she had the page in. But then, why would she say, like, you didn't read the book because it's fucking not in there? Oh, no, it's in the fucking book yeah, because he flips to it later and sees that fucking page. It's like, why don't you just destroy the page yourself, Light? You don't yeah, need to do it right there. there. But he also wanted to set up the, because there's another fun rule of, you can apparently set guidelines for when the death goes off. <laughs> so he writes, if she takes the book from me, she dies. And it triggers this whole, you know, Mr. Magoo system of circumstances that let him live. This weird fucking conditional statement of, like, nowhere else have we seen, like, you're going to die if you do this thing. It's just, this person dies. We also don't see the thing that saves his fucking life, which pissed me off more than any other moment in this movie. Which is, at the climax of the movie, they're both hanging from a fucking Ferris wheel, and they both fall almost to their death, but Light manages to survive. But while writing the circumstances for Mia's deaths, he writes, while she falls to the pier and dies instantly... Her boyfriend falls a little bit further into the water and miraculously yeah, it's survives. Like her boyfriend falls into the water unscathed. She hits the pier below and dies instantly uh, as she rips the page out from the book as she grasps for it and it falls into a fire harmlessly. And it's just like, may- maybe you can write that she rips the page out of the book and destroys it because that's an aspect of her being controlled. But actually but how can influencing you... the physics of the world around you. Yeah. How can you write... Something completely uncontained within her aspect. Her boyfriend falls to safety. That's not a part of her death. That has nothing to do with her fucking death. And the death note is not used to write that people live. Otherwise, everyone would use the book to be like, Yeah, uh, this rapist who lives a couple miles away dies while my mother's cancer is cured in my hometown. (laughs) Like, that's what every fucking entry would be. I, I think the reason the parameter of that works specifically is because he set it up so that they would be together. So it was part of the circumstance of the death because the Ferris wheel was the killing tool. So I think that's how he gets around the loophole. But at the same time, shouldn't he also be kind of fine until midnight anyways? I don't know. Because I don't think you can die yeah. if your name's in the death note until the moment. I don't think they fucking go through enough detail to explain that. But uh, the thing I also like about this is because he also actively plans out the two other people, which is the postman and the doctor, to do all of this stuff to actively set up his survival. And 
conditions it upon him waking up when the death note is played on his yeah. chest. So, jumping back in time a little bit to, like, Light revealing himself as Kira. So we already went over the dumb fucking choice to give himself the name Kira instead of the populace choosing to start referring to him as Kira. Mm-hmm. Because it means light, but also it's Japanese for killer. Um, first, not even getting to the point I was going to make. Uh, the moment L narrows it down to Seattle, do you think he wouldn't do like an extra cursory glance at what Kira means and realize, oh, fun, Kira is apparently Russian slash Celtic for light. And there's this guy named Light who I'm like 10% sure is the murderer. And that's not a common name. That's not a common name, especially not here in Seattle. That's the murderer right there. But yeah, when he kills a bunch of people, he kills criminals on six different continents on death row and has them write, Lord Kira has come to purge the wicked or something like that in their own blood in perfect Japanese on the wall. We already know from the anime that's not a fucking They also specify that none of them knew knew Japanese. Exactly, because none of them knew fucking Japanese, so how are they going to know to write that in perfect Japanese? Also, Kira is not a name that anyone knows, so why are they now referencing Kira? Whatever. We're going to accept that in this world that's a thing that's allowed to fucking happen. Way to, like, prove, like, that you're a threat to be reckoned with by killing a bunch of people who are already going to be killed. You're not a source of justice. You're a source of making things happen a day or two ahead of time. (laughs) But then, like, immediately after that, we get, like, one of those stock newsreel footage where they're talking about what's happening and expositing the world. And we're told, like, a whole bunch of criminals have started turning themselves in in order to save themselves from Kira's justice. It's just, like, the one major example we have of things Kira does is kills criminals while they're in jail. (laughs) You turning yourself in does nothing to protect you from Kira and also guarantees that you will be punished by the fucking law. Why the fuck did you do that? If anything, it's just putting themselves in even more danger. Yeah, which I thought was dumb and then realized that that's about on par with intelligence for every other character in this goddamn movie. Oh god, that... No, I I gotta skip past a whole bunch of this. And in this one, uh, L also never finds out about the book. He kind of gets a hint of it at the end, specifically. But up to this point, he's more so uh, working off of his latent psychic abilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what ends up happening is after Latari dies, he ends up like, I'm going to destroy Light and goes chasing after him with a gun. And they kind of have a showdown. He gets knocked out by a guy. He's like, quick, you need to help me. This man is Kira. And the man just hits him over the back and he's like, Lord Kira. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? And then he ends up running off to do the final moment on Ferris wheel. But Light, uh, L shows up just in time to see the page burn. Kira was doing this whole thing. It was like, oh, it's a fucking, like, a sh- cal- oh, was it? Calculus, uh, calculus book. You can pass a, or death can be stolen from you with a calculus textbook. Yeah. So he ends up at the end after the police, like, well, that man's been in a coma for, you know, six days. And people are still dying regularly. People like, came up beforehand. So how can it be him? Get out of here. Never come back to this town again. And as he's leaving, he's like, wait, it's a calculus textbook. Get the Did Light, y'all give me take, uh, uh, sorry, uh, did Light Turner take calculus? No? What about his girlfriend? Stop the plane! <laughs> he goes running to her house to find the page that has all the FBI agents still in the textbook. And the, the final scene of the movie is uh, Light is having a heart-to-heart with his father, who is kind of accepting that he's Kira now. Yeah. And I, I, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, are they going to have like a moment where like L, you know, ends up proving Kira right or whatever and kills him using this page? 
and always having a hard time accepting with his father and kind of yeah. like a flip on the things normally. But no, it just kind of cuts to black while he's having the heart to heart. He looks over and sees Rook going, like doing his little wave <laughs> thing again. And then it's a light looking, uh, L looking over the thing with the page, looking down. He just starts laughing, and that's where it ends. So, my assumption based on that ending is that what happens is L definitely ends up writing Light's name in the book, and that's why Ryuk's laughing, because he knows that Light's about to fucking die, and Ryuk's been a little shit this entire goddamn time. Uh, I also assume that what happens is L definitely writes is killed by his father, just because he also hates the fucking dad at this point, too. <laughs> so, that dad definitely smothers fucking Light immediately after the screen cuts to black. Anyways, let's go back a little bit, and then we're going to go back a little bit further beyond that. So you were talking about the chase scene where uh, Watery dies and L just goes completely bonkers and starts chasing Light through the streets. The thing is, L has a gun and he's chasing Light, but instead of chasing him like through twists and turns, he chases him down a straight, a alleyway. straight alleyway while just running the entire time. Waits until he crosses the street, pulls up his guns to shoot him. Car starts driving past, he's like, can't shoot him now. Runs across the street, chases him through another straight alleyway. Light runs inside. They run through a straight hallway. Light uh, L still keeps running after him. Uh, but, but but in the straight hallway, Light knocks over a chair. No, this isn't even that area. This is... This is before <laughs> that. It's just a long, straight hallway that L's not shooting him in. Then he knocks over a chair. <laughs> L fully fucking dunks a guy's head into a bowl full <laughs> yeah. of soup for no fucking reason. Yeah. Oh, he's God. a man on a mission and he's very angry. Anyways, to go back a little bit further. Um, so Light discovers that... Like, when Light first discovers that the FBI are watching him, and Mia's all about, well, we need to kill all the FBI in order to get the heat off of you. We need to show them that you can't investigate Kira. Light's response is, no, we stop killing everyone entirely while they're investigating me. Otherwise, they're going to find out that I'm Kira. And it's just like, they're going to find out if you stop killing people entirely because if they're just like... Yeah, as soon as we started investigating light, people stopped dying. That's weird. I think they can probably put one and one together to figure out that maybe light stopped killing people because he was under investigation. He also, like, after convincing Mia that they're not going to kill anyone, Mia's just like, alright, I'm going to go then. And he's like, what if we just watch the news and write down the names of people to kill after the heat comes off of me so that, like, we can still, like think about it and participate in this activity without actually killing anyone. Why is writing names down in a non-Death Note notebook less suspicious than writing names down in a Death Note notebook? And then they can recuperate that later when those people die. <laughs> oh my god, I don't understand this fucking light. There's more I can't keep going on. It's gonna... It's, <laughs> I already feel myself surf ninja-ing and just like... <laughs> ah! <laughs> Do you guys have suggestions? For stuff outside of Death Note? Well, uh, just a final thing on Death Note is, I feel like the like the concept of Death Note is really interesting. There's actually like a lot of cool things in the world. Like There's more beyond this. There's actually a, a short story or a book or something of a guy who gets to Death Note afterwards with the whole Kira thing. Yeah. And he ends up being like one of the only people. Ryuk's like, you're the first person who's come out on top using this Death Note because he manages to make a shitload of money and get power from the Death Note without writing a single name into it. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so he never gets the curse of like, well, you're, you know, you don't go to heaven or hell, you're in limbo forever, all that stuff. He just gets all the worth of that death without ever using it once. Huh. 
Very nice. I think the live actions do a really good story version of it, especially if you felt like the ending of the light L thing kind of ended in a bit of a, like a fizzle. And even the Netflix one has some really good and cool concepts. But uh, again, I feel like the issue with the Netflix one is it couldn't focus on anything. It would try to be a lot of things, and that made it really complicated. Uh, my biggest problem with... So I have two main problems with the Netflix one. I, I see its potential. My first issue is that, for whatever reason, they dumbed down every single fucking character to the point where it was just like, I didn't understand why anyone was doing a single thing because none of their choices made sense. Yeah. The other thing is the movie felt very schizophrenic. It kept jumping around and changing what it was halfway through. Mm -hmm. And now it's a romantic comedy about these two lovebirds meeting each other over the concept of death. Now it's a serious thriller of like who killed those fucking FBI agents. I don't know. It just, it, it, it was. Oh, definitely. And then they even tried to make it a horror movie at one point when Watari got to the, uh, to the orphanage. (laughs) Yep. So now with that, I feel like we can get to our suggestions. Good. Matt, what's your suggestion? My suggestion is the anime Black Butler. Okay. Tell Uh, me about Black Butler. Specifically season one. I haven't watched season two, but uh, from how season one ended and the synopsis of season two, season two doesn't sound like it's really worth it to me. But essentially, it's a young child who finds himself in charge of a new toy company or not a new toy company, but a massive toy company in uh, kind of Victorian England. And uh, his parents, because his parents were killed, and uh, he almost died in the accident also. But the reason he's still alive is because he sold his soul to a devil in order to find and kill his parents' killers. And so when he finally succeeds in his mission, the devil's going to take his soul, and then that'll be that. And, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting thing with also having Shinigami, Death Gods. Cool. Certainly worth a watch. Keith? Uh, so I would suggest, it's actually going to be a video game, I highly recommend, if you like the concept of, like, you know, a mystery with, like, the aspect of some supernatural, uh, check out Persona 3. Uh, it's a really good game, and it also also focuses a lot on the concept of death and people facing it. So there's a lot of cool things that kind of have some parallels to the Death Note storyline. And I would recommend uh, a relatively recent uh, anime series, presumably has a manga that I have not read, uh, but it's called The Misfit of Demon King Academy. And it's about uh, essentially a king of demons uh, kind of sacrificed himself to separate the demon world from the human world because heroes from the human world kept like coming in and fighting demons and he was not about that life. Uh and soon after he died, they created an academy to train the next Demon King. And so for generations, they've been putting demons through this academy. And uh, the Demon King ends up resurrecting as a small child. Uh, and ends up, like, discovering this academy and being like, fuck, I guess I'll go to this academy that's designed to raise the next me. But also, like, because of history, because history is essentially one large game of telephone... There's, like, so many, like, little things that are wrong about the world. And he's just like, you guys don't know what's going on at all. Which makes, like, him stick out like a sore thumb. And everyone's like, nah, you're wrong. You don't understand the Demon King at all, clearly. Because you got his name wrong. It's like, no! You clearly misspoke my name one time and assumed that was fucking right. So it's essentially just the Demon King trying to re-explain to everyone that, like, 
nope, I actually am more powerful than anyone else in this realm, except that I am your king. So it's a fun little story about <laughs> that thing that I just described. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, we check back you YouTube. YouTube. Comment on our YouTube videos if you have anything you would like to comment. You can reach us at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. So you can send us emails if you have anything you would like to tell us or if you have topic ideas you'd like us to discuss. And also, yeah. Instagram. Instagram's the other thing. Fuck, my brain's not working right now. Instagram. Check out our Instagram. See the posts that we make and all that fun stuff. You can find our podcast on almost all major podcasting services. Uh, check back with us in a fortnight. When we discuss something else, I can't tell you what it is because as I've stated multiple times, this is a banked episode. So I don't know when the fuck this is coming out and what's coming out <laughs> after. God, my brain sucks right now. <laughs>